Power for the Talking Chip Podcast, Coach Terrence in the building. Episode 4 Revolution, man. It's the recap show, and I'm excited about this one because uh, we get into the goddamn business, man. What's good with you, brother? <laughs> oh, man. A lot of things good. Uh, had a hectic day, and uh, I watched it, man. I'll tell you, like I say, the show was great, but... Uh, they they got a lot of Easter eggs, man. Sent me down the r- rabbit hole, and up doing a lot of research, some things, man. So what? yeah, definitely, def- definitely was thought provoking, and uh, you know, made you, made you uh go back to your childhood and and relook at some things, relook at some things going on currently. So man, it 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 it, it put me in the blender. <laughs> I hear you, man. Hot 105 before 99 Gems, man. That used to be the rap station back in the days. So, you know, we haven't gotten that. Boys in the Hood is always hard. We ain't got that introduction in the show, but we did get Lil Maurice who came out. You know what I'm saying? They started out the scene with Maurice doing his thing in the backdrop. Uh, They had a tape playing, and uh, he was talking that shit about Franklin and Franklin's whole get-along game, man. Yeah. yeah, man. Yes, sir. Crazy though, crazy though. So we got the we got hip hop, or uh, as they want to call it, what they call that stuff, what they call it, what they call it, call it, call it, it. gangster music, gangster music being introduced. So we got we got the sniffles, which could be HIV with peaches. Uh, we got uh definitely Lynn Bias ODN with the, uh, showing how the drugs are spreading across America. Franklin got a baby mama on the way, possibly. And uh, Mom's is back, man. Sissy is in the building. Let's get it, man. What you thinking? <laughs> like I said, man, it's deep, man. You you got to you gotta look at more of the words, too. You got to look at the background, different things that people comment on. Uh, you know, the... Uh, he picked up a book of James Baldwin. He picked up, you know, some other things, some different things. You know, you see in the background. But my biggest thing, man, when they when you think revolutions, especially what what we talked about previously, and then everything that they're dealing with um, in the current episodes, you know, the build up to this, uh, you know, you got to think about the American Revolution. You know, and more specifically, you know, especially for people like us, you got to think about the Black Panther movement in October 15th of 1966. And closer to that time, something that Sissy would have been tied into. You know, you got to think about the Cuban Revolution. You know, you got to think about communism. You know, you got to think about Russia, (laughs) Russian Revolution. So... It's definitely a lot of things that, that, that enter my mind, you know, because of the title, but then because of the different things that you see and also the times. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, it's a lot of things, like you say. It's a, a big thing for me when we talk about revolution, man, everybody looking at the the, the, the show and they looking at Leon. What that little young don't do, man? Leon, they went down, they went and called uh they called a fella out, the artist, the rapper, Maurice, as we know him to be. They down in the pit in their area in the hood over there where them crips at. And what happened? 
That boy Bucky don't came through, man. He don't bo bo Bucky, whatever she wanna call him. Don't had a couple names put on him, which is the black police officer now that is coming into play and they, they get a they get a drug bust. Well, excuse me, they get a raid on. They get they raid on over there, man, and they brought them dogs out like uh uh uh, uh I'm sorry. I'm being taken aback, like the civil rights movement, like you say, revolution, man. It's giving a, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So they brought them uh they brought them dogs out. Leon did not like that, man. Leon did not like it. I don't like it either at the end of the day. But at the end of the day, man, they just they just building up. It's a climactic build up where they just evolving with the show, bringing it forward, showing you how things is getting down in LA at the time. And uh Leon say, Man, look, I'm about to go tool up. I'm about to go holler at Ivy. About to go over here to Ivy and get these get these uh he said he wanted some special weaponry. And Ivy had to break it down to him, man. Look, I come from war. I come from that real war, man. You know, like you said, Russia, that's going on right now in present times in Ukraine. They got their conflict that's going on. We are known to be a country that's been involved with the uh Vietnam War. And I'm gonna just throw throw one out there for y'all, man. Watch that five what was it? Uh, uh, the Five Bloods by uh, Spike Lee on Netflix as well. I'm plugging another yes. show, but it's all relevant though, man. It's all relevant. All this stuff is is, is bringing forward because, like I said, we wasn't able to decipher what Peaches could have possibly been involved in the Vietnam conflict, but we definitely know he got some military expertise background, so they say he's a vet. And um, Leon trying to get busy, man. He's looking at it from a whole militant perspective. And I think also, also we got to think about the Napoleon complex because he is a short guy. He's 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 embattled uh, ever since the inception of the show, uh, where they went out and tried to bust their first lick and and, and and somebody robbed them, and it's been on ever since, man. It's been an uphill battle for Leon throughout the series ever since. Um, I want to say a lot of people saying that you know he gets it in with with a uh, 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 clashing with Louis, but I don't really see it like that. I see it as a young man who has a different ideology about how he wants his hood to be kept and ran. And as he say, man, to Avi, if I take out one of them pigs, I feel like it's a victory. But in that, in that statement, that's a very small-minded statement because he's thinking from a personal standpoint, even though he's always – talking global uh as as from a macro macroeconomic standpoint in regards to the community uh thriving when when he's touched he turns into your everyday joe and he gets emotional man and and, and he loses sight of the big picture yeah i totally agree uh but before I close, I definitely want to – I I agree with you somewhat and somewhat I don't agree. And I'm going to definitely hit on that in closing. Uh, but I want you to finish the – before I, I – I, I definitely feel like I need to bring up some things and say some things, but I'm going to wait till you do the full recap. So let's let's just finish the recap first before we – Oh, we recapping, man. We recapping, bro. <laughs> it's, 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 you say what you're going to say. I'm good with it. I'm, I'm aware, but uh, 
in 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 the recap, you know, you got Harvey telling him, "Hey, you know, yeah, you can't you can't get militant because guess what? If you kill one of them guys, one one you might not survive. Two, it's going to be way way harder on your people if you if you kill one of the cops. That's what Harvey tells him. You know, you're only going to make things worse by going at it like this. You know, and then later on, uh, you know, uh. Franklin tries to get him to go celebrate, you know, because the mom came there, you know, expecting the baby. He was the only one that he told, you know, he tells him, like, yeah, like, trust me, I hear what you're saying about family, but I can't, I'm not going to leave these people. You know, they're getting bitten up by dogs. They're getting their houses banged. You know, you know, they're going through their different things. Like, how could I go and celebrate eating steak and whatever else while I know these people over here suffering? You know, and he starts to feel a different way about doing what he's doing, you know, and he's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay here, you know, with my, with my people, you know, I'm not leaving. And then you see, you know, Franklin's mom, Sissy, you know, comes there and talks to him like, Hey, there's other ways to fight. It's not always violence versus violence. You got to find different ways to attack the issue. You know, she gets them to calm down a little and think, but you know, you still don't know, you know, when she's, she looks over and sees all the guns. You know, she sees his artillery. He got some things already before Harvey even, you know, before he even get the the special weapons from from Harvey. He he's got some things already on the table. You know, he's already got some heavy artillery. You know, in case they came. But also, you see, it's like the second or third time that the guy that's actually using drugs himself, the crack unit, <laughs> which we. It's sad. Most most people in, in the communities we come from, we it's sad that we know what, who who crash is. We know about these special task forces set up by police that come. And whether jump you're, boys. yeah, the Three jump out boy, Jack, yeah. you know, uh, you know, early in the morning might be one a.m., two a.m., three a.m., you know, and everybody, you know, if you're from the hood, you 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 know what that real loud bang is when somebody's house getting busted in. You know, you know what that sound is when when that car get hit, and, and they like, hey, hey, this police, we coming in. Or sometimes they don't even say that till till after they already got you on your knees with your hands behind your back, which that's another point too. I'm going to, you know, it's funny how, you know, you watch skits and it's funny, but what makes part of the thing funny? There's a picture of the difference between an arrest, you know. Uh, when you're poor, black, and you get arrested and he flipped it, you know, on one of his skits. Or when, you know, when you're a white, white collar crime, rich, rich white guy, where well, you can call the police and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to turn myself in sometime, sometime next week in the afternoon or in the evening. You know, we're going to do it like this and, you know, we're going to have a peaceful thing. I'm going to just come turn myself in versus, you know, yeah, you're going to get raided. The door gonna get knocked off the hinges or cut in half. Dogs gonna get put on you. You gotta get on your knees in front of your front of your family. Your handcuff. You know you 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 get all your dignity taken away. You get all you know. If you, they just leave your house, they leave your walls busted in. So now whether they whether you wrong or right, you know somebody else can come in your house. Your house wide open. The the front door is busted. You know. So like I said, I'm, I'm going to get into all that later, but, you know, I want to finish that recap first.
thieves in the trap. You know what I'm saying? Here's a little something about it like me. Never should have been let out for penitentiary. That's what Ice Cube say. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And uh, uh, what we got? What we got? Uh, uh, what he say? Uh, glasses broken everywhere. Uh, Curtis Blow back in the days. And then they got the uh, white horse. Listen, man. Rap music has been painting stories about what's been going on. They have said that they are journalists, poets uh, uh, for the times. I feel like it's more biblical. I feel like rap music is a modern-day Bible at the end of the day because it's telling of, of the hardships of what people are going through. But it's also talking about the prosperity and the glory of being on top at the same damn time. And a lot of these uh, parables that we got through music. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. So are we talking about, are we talking about the next escape from Egypt? Going through the Red Sea? Is that what you're saying? Hey, we, we get, we get, I, <laughs> I'm just saying, that would have sounded like to me. Man, you know? I, ain't, I, ain't, I ain't trying to <laughs> prophesize. I'm talking about a recap right now. But I'm just, I mean, just saying. <laughs> I'm simply saying that a lot of this stuff right here in the in the in the, in, in episode four revolution as we're talking about uh, some of this stuff is brought forward because like here's a tie-in we back to the daddy where's Alton is he dead is he dead that's Wu Tang right there see you know what I'm saying hey let my, is Alton let my dead? people go okay so check it Black Panthers 1960 65 let me tell y'all something out there, man, for people who are going to listen to this. You know, me and my me and my guy, we was talking about Cuba as a whole, right? Cuba yes. is a, a backdrop of this situation. And Cuba is very deep in this thing because Che Guevara, Che Guevara, and Fidel Castro. Yes, I was getting to that. Was, was, they, was lead, they was leading the revolution in their country. But... Cuba was only formed in 1965. Now yes. here we are. We're going to flip it. We're going to flip it. That's 65, 75, 85. It was, it's almost like 20 years later, so 21 years later. So it's perfect setup. So we're in 22, 21. So yeah. we're playing with the numbers, right? This country is only 21 years old at this point. And part of it is still occupied by the U.S., which is Guantanamo Bay. Still is to this day, at the end of the day. So yes. um, they make Cuba sound like it's a superpower that's been running the damn thing for 200, 300 years. They only, they only 20 years old at the time, at the time of the story. You know Fidel Castro and, and his homeboy overthrew uh, President Batista. That's right. That's right. Yes. The Batista reform. And, um, so, so how did like I mean it's like stepping stones all in the one that's tied in that's coming forward. So you got the Black Panthers, you got the militant action of the Black Panthers, you got the backdrop of Cuba and this whole scenario. Uh, of course, they ran dope from Cuba to to Florida for many many years, still to this day. Let me say it like that. Yeah, yo, baby, yeah, yo. Every day I'm hustling. And, you know what I'm saying? And then, then you got to throw the Russia in there because what? What Teddy say? Well, maybe it was the KGB, maybe it's the DGI. Well, guess what? That's right. Just like, just, just like Cuba, Cuba was communist. So just like Cuba was communist, and 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 guess what? 
You can't be talking about, hey, we, we're not for this party. There's only one party in Cuba. And anybody who try to buck the political system down there, trust me, you you, you get executed. Well, they're not, not a communist state. They're, 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 they're not a communist state. They're not a communist state. I'm correct. Excuse me, Mark, the Marxists. They're Marxists. Correct you on that, though. Yeah, excuse me. But the communist Those part guys. come in. Go ahead. Yeah, with the KGP talks and different things like that, and with Harvey and those people, you know, and, uh, you know, that's why you're tying with Russia. Because this time of year, long, long time ago, and I'm going to get, I'm going to tell you specifics. Um, it was in March that you, that you had a, a big uprest back in the day where, you know, uh, Russia was basically, hey, it was basically like the kings, you know, it was basically like a monarchy. So to get away from the czars, you know, they went from the czar systems to the Bolsheviks. And it's funny because it was also in March, you know, where all this, you know, all these different things, you know, were going on. And then later on, the Russian Empire got got put away, and then it got taken over by the Bolsheviks or the communists. And that's where you get the KGB and all these different things that came from, at that time, USSR, what later got disassembled, you know. We lost a lot of these countries, but go ahead. True that, man. But um, this is the thing, though, with Cuba, right? Although they were funded by the Russians, backed by the Russians, I mean, the perception is that they were uh, communist, a communist state, but they're not communist. No, they, they were not. Nope. They were not a communist state. You know, Cuban leader Fidel Castro uh, was, was, was all for ironically for people of color and people kind of get it twisted because uh at the end of the day to a lot of a lot of africans africans Fidel castro was considered a hero you know and and what it is is what happens is and i don't want to go too far track because we talking about snowfalling some of y'all gonna get lost for what we talking about but go back and check it for yourself but my man had he he hey he let uh mandela come through Y'all go see for yourself. Barack Obama went over there a couple of years ago before his presidency ended to uh, honor Jackie Robinson in a baseball game that was being played in, in Cuba. And that's unheard of for an American president to visit Cuba after they have been slammed and put on an embargo, which if y'all don't know what that means, that means we ain't going to do no business with y'all. Just like what they doing, they doing it to who right now? The Russian, Russian. In, real, in real time, in real life. I was So Afro Cubans, Afro Cubans have uh, also made such uh, contributions to the state or the country of Cuba. Um, they've always been welcome. Asada Shakur, uh, Shakur's uh, auntie, God, God Mama, whichever one they want to call it. At the end of the day. Uh, she's resting very nice over there after she escaped from the U.S. after they tried to pin uh, crimes that allegedly she did not commit. Uh, right. I don't need y'all to come knocking on my door. I'm just saying what it, what it is. But uh, Castro <laughs> welcomed Asada Shakur over to Cuba. So it's less than likely that Alton, back to Alton in the story, that Alton would be jacked up uh, once he got to Cuba. He would be more so welcome. Uh, I don't know how deep they would get on a on a debriefing 
political thing, but it's going to be interesting because I'm sure they're going to have to show it. They're going to have to get more detail about the situation itself. But let's talk about Sissy, though. Sissy coming up in this thing, and uh, she she, she coming with her gangster on at the end of the day. And, and if y'all if y'all think for one minute that Sissy ain't been in the trap, you know, because after, the, after the, 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 the Panthers was broken up, and maybe while the Panthers was ongoing, some of these guys were doing some things that were unsavory. Let's just be real. We're human. We all fall to vice. But um, Alton was in them streets, man. How deep was he in them streets? We don't really know. But what it looks like when she took that limousine ride with her son and his girlfriend, fiance, baby mama to be, she looked at him and she broke it down to him. Say, hey, I ain't talking about that business. But she already acknowledged and recognized that that young lady understood certain things and she knew more than what she knew what was going on. She didn't appreciate it. And she had to school her son. Hey, that ain't how we do business. And that ain't how we gonna do business going forward. So you're about to see the gully side of the moms. You're definitely about to see the gully side of the moms. It's about to come out. The family is kind of tightening up. But there were some comments that were said in there, and that was real. And this is from his girl. Uh, oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank. Desiree? Is it Desiree? What's her name? What's Franklin's girl's name, T? I'm drawing a blank on that one, man. Which one? Uh, Franklin's girlfriend's name right now. I, I can't think of it. I can't think of Desiree, Franklin's girlfriend. Desiree, Desiree, it's not a song with B, but uh, Ver, uh, Ver, V is in Victor. Vernique. 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 Yeah, man. Vernique. Vernique. All right. So this was the comment that Vernique said. <laughs> hey, we're going to need more than some strippers and, and, and a weirdo veteran as the muscle, baby, at the end of oh, the day. Oh, yeah. So that was, that was a line that you got to key in on. They need more help than that. And, uh, you know, getting close to that particular episode, rounding up. Now you got the uncle sitting there, and he in his feelings. Yeah, you know I mean, he listens to them lyrics of that song, and he know what that young boy talking about. You know what the rapper's talking about. The rapper talking about family business, and he don't appreciate it. But then he's also come to a line in the song where he was like, oh, what do you say? He got the uncle who sleep, who don't see nothing, something to that effect. So yes. That line, that line was real sharp, man. Shout yeah. out to the rap, the rap influence that they put in there. But my question to you, before I turn it over to you, is this, right? Do you think they're going to try to paint this as that is going to be Jerome's escape? He going to go into the music business? But I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it to you on that one, bro. Well, we know from some some previous episodes, Jerome really liked the music. He was putting music in the cars and different things like that. And he tells all of them, "Hey man, be quiet. You know, shut up, man. You know, at first he's admiring the sound quality, that beat bumping too. That beat was bumping on the second. Yeah, that beat was bumping. He was admiring the sound quality of what was coming out of the car. But then, you know, unlike most people who just listen to the, 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 the just listen to the beat or the bump." He actually started listening to the words, you know, you know, and uh, once he starts listening to the words, he's like, wow, like, yeah, 
this guy snitching. He's telling all these different stories. He's telling about what's going on. He's he's narrating what he sees, you know, as he spends his days up on the rooftop with a skateboard. But then he's like, you know what? Let me listen to these things, rewind it, rewind it, go back. Man, you know what? Uh, you know, yeah, it's 15 hours of snitching, you know, telling a story and like the look, the you know, man say it's just it's just me putting poetry to a beat, like a lot of new rappers say, but. You know, he says, you know, you know, you see him rewinding, he's listening. He's like, you know, the uncle moving the white while, while, you know, one guy's making all the money. You know, he's making all the Hamilton's. It was, you know, a play on words, you know. And then also he says, you know, uh, uh, Franklin, oh, it's a couple, couple lines I'll have to look for because I wrote it down. But basically, he's saying like, "Hey, you know, the uncle Junior is the muscle. He's making the moves, while while the other guys is basically reaping the benefits of his labor, and he's not he's not really putting in work, you know. So, oh yeah, selling souls for chickens don't fly. Can both sides until until all your friends die, you know. I was one of the lyrics, and then he had he had a couple other ones. I was just like, wow. He's like he's like magic wands disappearing. You know why?" You know, just different things like that. But it's just funny also how you see the hardship of the projects, man. It's making the U.S. government money. So, like I say, man, I have to fold this deep. As I say, man, you got the mightiest touch. Everything <laughs> I touch, turn to gold. Yeah, if y'all don't know that one right there, look that one up. The mightiest touch. Hey, it ain't that. It ain't that. It ain't that. Uh, what you're saying. Is incorrect. I'm I'm just I'm piggybacking and I'm riding with you on that to say everything black people touch, man. We influencers. Yeah. They give it to us. They make it look good. And guess what? Stupid us. We're consumers. We're gaudy consumers. We're gonna spend a lot of money in excess. I mean, obviously, you see the chains. <laughs> and uh, you see the fur coat sitting at the table when they was having dinner. And my man, my man was rocking that mink. And this, we talking about in Cali, you got the mink on out there. I, he got, he had the Magic Johnson, the infamous Magic Johnson mink. When 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 Magic took that picture, surrounded by uh, Jack Nicholson, Marilyn Monroe, uh, et cetera, et cetera. I think it was Photoshop for the times, but it was one cool ass picture. But Jerome had his mink on. Uh, old girl had her mink on. Louis, and then, you know, at the table, that's when everything it all fell apart. Louis started talking out her neck. Mom said what she saw, what she seen was going on, which is the tension between them two, and it's family business. And she's no stranger to that sissy that is, uh, because yeah, we seen her in the wire. She was Avon's sister, so she got a knack for this. <laughs> she got a she got a definitely cold knack for being in the dope game, obviously. Um, but she's trying to get to a point, man. She's trying to get things taken care of. She's trying to get her family back together. She's trying to keep this money flowing. She don't want the business to fall apart. So she pulled a card. She called her man's in, and we introduced to a new character at the end. You know, we introduced to someone who's probably a part of the cartel in Mexico. 
and she's stretching her hands. But now the question is this. Did she know him before she went to Cuba? Or did she bump into him while she was in Cuba? Hmm. Interesting. Real interesting. But sissy ain't no joke. Or let me rephrase that. Sissy ain't no punk, but I'm punk. Um, yeah, man. Closing out revolution. Good set. Good show. It's flowing right now, yeah. man. But it's gonna it's gonna get deep. It's but you get, get you skip no you skip no a few things. Go for it, man. A few Close things, and, and, and some of these things are out of order. But I definitely wanna wanna hit on them. Uh, I wonder. And I want to ask you too: Is Louis really just trying to get everything on the table? Because she keeps on digging when every time you see, you know, they bring up the father being out and being killed. Uh, Franklin keeps changing the subject, talk about, hey, did you know? Did you know uh, your brother went and bought a horse? You know, and then Louis goes right back and asking questions to Sissy. Oh yeah, did you know? Hey, go ahead and tell her. You know, did you know Teddy is back? You know, and that really threw him. You know, so is Louie really worried or is she, is she trying to start something? That's one of my questions to you. Nah, uh, she ain't worried. She try, what she's trying to do is she's trying to put it in the, in the air because she feels that she worth a little more than in, in, in respect over money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It got yeah. that MOB code out there, money over pitches. But it's it's more so in respect first and foremost, because through it all, when Franklin got backed against the wall as he started in this game, who saved his ass? Auntie. You know what I mean? She yeah. has been a, she's been a catalyst to make sure that dope keep moving. Right. But notice she asked her is the baby the reason you back or why are you back? Meaning, you got to think now. Sissy was basically, well, let's say Alton was part of the Black Panther Party, right? That's what they're trying to portray here. So basically by basically by being married to a damn Black Panther, you was in the Black Panther Party too. Now, you already know, Black Panthers, Black Panthers was known to the what? Going shootouts against the FBI, going shootouts against the cops, but also law against drug dealers. They need that was that was really hurting the community. So basically, she really she she is willing, you know, from the death because basically before everything went down, her and her husband had reconciled. You know, he was out there on that street or whatever. But just like you say, a lot of Black Panthers, not not just the famous ones, and other people have moved to Cuba, you know, because you can't be expedited out of there, usually. A lot of moved to Africa. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of Cuba also, too. You know, we already know. Everybody seen Michael Coleon, different godfather, when they they went to visit Cuba to have their meetings, what have you. Because, you know, basically, yeah, Yeah. basically, you know, that's, that's, that's a place Hey, if you not really, you know, you worried about U.S. being busted and being arrested, you need an escape, that's a place you can go, which that's that basically that same time frame, you know, early 
early 60s, you know, uh, early 70s, you know, that's that's where you can go and escape, you know, and not being, you know, not being worried about surveillance, different things like that. Yeah, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and spend some time in Cuba before I come back. So knowing all that, Sissy was basically a Black Panther, and now, hey, she, you know, and, and one thing I thought was going to come on that would have fit the time, I thought they was going to put on that James Brown, I Want Revenge, the big payback. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Sissy, like, you know, you can say, you know, that's basically why I think she has been like, look, I know you're going to come back and tear this bitch down till you get revenge, till you get Teddy out of here. Because you heard what she say. She said his whole name. That's who killed. That's who killed out. Yeah. You know? Teddy, yeah. So it it seems like, look, listen, whatever you got to do, I'm going to make sure you say, but, hey, Teddy out of here. I'm going to get Teddy ass out of here. And, you know, that's what the Black Panthers did. Wasn't no playing around. Yeah, we gonna try to do, we gonna try to do these different things. We gonna try to do nonviolent. Most of the time, like she said, most of the time we ain't fire no shots. But when it came to time where, you know, you had certain certain police, you know, uh, hurting hurting the blacks, or you had a certain drug dealer doing the wrong things, guess what? They went and took his ass out. You know, so that's that's what it was. And what's sad for a lot of people, which, you know, I, I believe you and I have a full understanding, but you, it, it has to be some history lessons. Because one thing I think this show does make a lot of assumptions, they assume we know our history. Uh, you got to know that, you know, the Black Panther Party, which was in Oakland, California, and one of the things that Jerome references is, hey, the Raiders back in Oakland, you know, but you gotta know that was a place of Harry P. Newton. That was a place of Bobby Seale. That was a place of Albert Howard. You know, these are people that, you know, Alton would have been with, you know, in Oakland. You know, that's one of the founding places. You know, and to these days, you know, the, what the Panthers did, well, they policed the police. They had their weapons. And they had their law books, and they said, when people got arrested, they say, "Hey, make sure make sure they respect your rights. Hey, whatever you did, if you did it wrong, yeah, we're gonna make sure you get the jail safe. We're not gonna let these cops try you on the streets. Right. But if they're making a false arrest, we're not gonna let these pigs arrest you. you know what I mean, we know the law. We're gonna help you know the law. So you know, we gotta know more than Fred Hampton." You know, we got to know more than a Santa Secure. You know, we got to know, you know, about Stokely Carmichael. We got to know about Angela Davis, Professor Angela Davis. We got to know these stories. We got to go back in the history, man. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's all worth researching, man. Self-education is great, but just be careful with some of the information that you're reading because I ain't going to lie, some of these uh, Black Panthers got turned too. So I'm going to just put that little advocate yeah. out there like that. So y'all know yeah. what know. Everybody, everybody ain't alive because they did the right thing. Right. Some people, some people, some people rolled on the organization. Oh, yeah. That's how they broke them up. I mean, that's that's why, you, that's why I say the friend Hampton, what, is, what, what that is, what the movie that's out right now, you know. 
a couple of years ago came out. Yeah, the you know, so, the Black Messiah, yeah. Judas. You can, you don't forget that part, Judas, and the Black Messiah. <laughs> a lot, lot a lot, a lot of the, a lot of the breakdown of the Black Panther Party or any other other things that sprung from it, because you know, let's educate people a little bit. I ain't gonna go too far into it, but Asante Shakur, man, you know, she was part of the BLA. The Black Liberation Army, and the Black Liber the Black Liberation Army was known for disruptions such as robbing banks, kidnapping people for ransom, hunting down drug dealers, hunting down dirty cops, and killing them if they didn't want to listen. And Asante Shakur was a key member. She was indicted eleven, ten or eleven times for violent things that she, you know, in, including murder. And she escaped jail to go to Cuba. But she said, and one of the things were before she went to jail was she had her hands up and she got shot. Have we heard that before? She got shot yeah. with her hands up. It's you, know? Man. you know, you know, you know, this is early 60s. Shot with the hands up. Ferguson, babe. She got yeah. shot with her hands up. She also got shot in the back. And she lived. You know, she she healed herself up and, and fled because she was like, "Look, it's not it's not fair. It's not fair." But then they tried to talk to the Pope to get her extradited back to the U.S. And then she played with the Pope like, "No, this is what happened to me. It was unfair. You know, and I don't see why you're trying to use the Pope to try try to you know use that type of influence to get me out here." Make sure you know the whole story. Don't tell just the part what we you know what I did. I don't own up to what I did. What did y'all do? You know. So a lot of a lot of the breakups of of a lot of revolutions, is, let's say if they were unsuccessful, it's because you had a mole, man. You you had a Judas. You had somebody go in there and bust that thing up. And it's usually right where the progress would have been made or right where that what probably would have been the turning point is when that Judas come out the strongest, you know, the person that not infiltrated and broke it from within. And it's definitely, it's not, for instance, in the Black Panther Party, it wasn't a white face. It ain't Veronique. <laughs> yep. it, ain't, it ain't Franklin. Like it I said, a lot of, a lot of these gangster movies, <laughs> a lot of these gangster movies, a lot of these shows, you know, just like you watch Power. You know, who was it? It was his son. His his son led to his downfall. You know, we like mystery theater right now, man. So is it going to be yeah. Jerome in the house, or will it be Peaches, or will it be the girls? Well, you saw Peaches get caught off guard when he came in there. Peaches was playing domino. Peaches, Peaches wasn't worried about no security. <laughs> People weren't worried about no security. They're playing dominoes, chilling, having a good time. They, they ain't care that the projects got hit. Well, I'm gonna bring up a, a few things too, man. We skipping over. I, I like the little playful banter between uh, between Franklin and his baby mom. You know, where he where she was like, "Oh, let me have the little arrow," you know, and he's like, "No." 
And she was like, oh, did she really die when I moved in? He was like, no. Nah. I was going to ask you the same thing because, you know, before you moved in here, you used to have, you used to be cooking lunch, breakfast, dinner, then pack me a little lunch to the side. Like, since since I don't moved you in, my kitchen clean. Like, we always ordered in food. You ain't been cooking. So I actually like that part. You know, basically, he's, you know, she was like, yeah, you did all them things to get in here. Now you in here, you ain't doing that no more. A little language. Yes, sir. Yeah. But it was good. I, I just like that playful banter between them. And then when he get that phone call, you know, the break, you know, he's like, well, first of all, he's like, oh, move over here. You know, like, I want you to touch me. I want, you know, we're going to lean on each other and have this conversation because he was apart from, him. you know, and they had a little playful banter. Then he get the phone call. And he was like, oh, I got to go handle this, you know, this, this, and this. And she's like, no, we finna go. You know, you're not finna go along. You know, so they went together. And I like that part of it. You know, but also, you got to see Leon, man. Leon is in the middle of the hood. Leon didn't want to never leave the hood. Remember, just like we said in the last episode, Leon said, look, I got more than I thought I ever would have. I got more than I ever than I ever need. This all I want. I don't want nothing more. But Leon has got to a point to where, okay, they raided. The dog done chewed up the, the little boy. He feels that. So it's funny because Franklin's like, hey, you family. We're going to go celebrate. He's like, no. But also you see Franklin before he had a little interaction with his baby mama. He's reading in a James Baldwin book. And you clearly, you know, they take the time to let you see James Baldwin's face. And, and it made me look up a lot of James Baldwin stuff because we already know what type of they they need to hurry up and make an audible I mean not an audible biography but a movie about James Baldwin, which I think uh, which I think Terrence Howard should play because he could definitely pull it off. I've seen him have a similar voice and he you know he seems very you know into poetry and music and different things like that and. Uh, I think he can pull it off. But James, the reason why I bring that up is James Baldwin had a ABC interview in 1979 that never aired. But I was, he just started releasing it recently. And I, I was trying to see if I felt like posting on Facebook. It was very deep, very deep thing. And I'm bringing that up because I think that's the way that Leon feels right now. Because one of the things James Baldwin said is, Whites are careful, and they have a suppressed terror of blacks, black faces. And they're always worried about what is the black face hiding. And he says, well, I don't know why they're worried, why they worry, because the black face, black faces are hiding something. Yes, they are hiding something. They're hiding American history. And, and the black faces are hiding American history were basically they see poverty being piled up and, and you see people never being able to escape that poverty. They're seeing, especially like you're in New York City, how the hell could you have that much poverty in one of the richest cities in America? You know, where basically families are condemned to nothing. And a lot of a lot of times the only refuge 
for 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 people in such poverty, especially at that time, because even he was a minister, you know, his father was a minister, was you got to go to church. That was the only escape. That was the only place of hope for people in such a downtrodden place. He later goes on, you know, he tells a few stories, but he later goes on and says, you know, at, at 24, his best friend jumped off the George Washington Bridge. And the interviewer, which is a white lady, the interviewer asked, well, why do you think he did that? He's like, shit, I know why he did that. Like, come on, man, we 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 from the poorest of the poor in a rich city. You know, it, 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 it's sorrow. It's hurt. It's hurt. You know, it's, it's the state that you're in. And he said, I was going to do the same thing, you know, I was 22 years old, and I was gonna, I was gonna do it much. I was gonna do it next, cause it's despair, it's that hurt. You keep seeing the same thing over and over and over, man. You keep going through these, these, you know, you know, these uh, negative things, and it impacts you. Some people can't, you know, they they internalize, internalize, but some some people can't absorb all of that, you know. So I think a lot of things that saved him was. You know, he his like I say, his father was a minister. At thirteen, you know, he was a preacher. Um, and his and when he was poor, his family supported him, you know. But even he got to a point to where, you know, basically and he doesn't say it, but basically he got to a point where he's like, Yeah, my you know, the people I live around, you know, they're not being honest. Because I already know a lot of these white faces around me, they would never want to be black. Cause they know what it is and you know you keep on going through the same thing seeing the same things so they, you know he he had to escape where did he go he went to paris and he's like i want to know the difference between you know some of these negative things that happen i want to know if they happened to me because i was black or they happened to me because i made some of the wrong decisions he's like i had to go over there to see you know what the difference was and that's when i really could find myself Yep. And it was like some of the things it was like some of the things I wanted to publish, I could not publish them in America. I had to go to Europe to publish them. Right. Because the middle class the middle class white people who started to love him, you know, even though he was saying some things they didn't want to hear, you know, he made a couple of other books where you start to get into uh sexuality. You know, and some of the things that had to deal with, you know, having gay thoughts or having a gay lover. And they were like, yeah, we're not going to publish that. You're going to lose some of the people you gained. They're not going to be into this. You know, you're talking about gay things now. You know, yeah, they they for you talking about, you know, some of the mistakes they made. But now you, you're taking it to a whole nother place. You're going to talk about, you know, gay thoughts and different things like that. We're not going to let you publish that. And he was like, no, you know, basically... You know, I'm not going to let you, you know, basically uh, hold me back from what I can say or write. I'm going to go over here because these people will embrace me. You know, they're not going to try to censor me. They're going to let me say what I want to say. They're going to let me do what I want to do. Yeah. And a lot of American way, and home stops. So tying that back to Leon, 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 Leon is in a place where, you know, damn, he tied the police doing what they're doing. He's been in jail. You know, he, he's tired of suffering. He's tired of seeing his people suffer. So, yeah, some of that is the little man thing, but 
some of it is like, you know, he's he's suffering a lot. He's in the hood. He's seeing he's seeing what even even other black cops are doing to his people. He's tired of it, man. He's right there in the middle. He he's not like Franklin, where Franklin gets to go in the scenic, beautiful place when he goes home. Leon is right there in the trenches. My choice. Yeah, by choice. choice. At this point, at this point, yeah. But it goes to they said. I close out. I don't want to make the show longer than the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, popular group in the nineties. Rest of development. Take me yeah. to another place. That's how a lot of people feel, man. It's all poetic. The words that is, it's easy to say and express in that fashion. But consciousness is equals reality. And that's where Leon is right now. His consciousness is woke and it becomes his reality. For better or for worse. But what we learn when we're young and we're conflicted often is we act on emotions more so. Um than we do as we're older and we have we're a little seasoned we've been through some things and we can act with wisdom but Leon at this current time there's nothing wrong with where he is everybody got everybody wants something in the show right now Franklin wants answers about his father Mother wants answers. She wants revenge. Leon wants revenge against the cops. Louis wants a few things. And the uncle, he's into his consciousness. He's starting to think. But we don't know what uncle wants with shit. Veronique calculated. She wants the business right. At the end of the day, she want to run it that way. And so we gonna see, you know. This Louis want to be a shot caller though. Louis want more power. Yeah, but a little deeper than that. She's a woman, so it's always a little more with women. And I can't just quite put my fingers on it. And I don't want to jump to conclusions just yet. I can't wait for episode five. They're gonna be all the way live, as we say in the south. All the way live, baby. All the way live. We're going to see what they got going on in episode five. Revolution was good, man. Revolution was a good episode. And uh, shout out to Snowfall for one, telling the story without using so much violence in the sense of it having to be consistent murder over and over and over again throughout the show as a theme. They're actually telling us a story and making it intriguing and having these characters stay around long enough because if it was a horror movie. <laughs> but you got to look yeah, at they ask, they ask all of be dead, but they still alive, Just man. To, you got to look at, too, one thing that Sissy says. You know, I was in Cuba. There's a lot of things wrong. But no matter what class you are, no matter what you, the literacy, the literacy rate was 100%. Yes, medical care medical care was good you know Facts. and she said yeah there are problems but not like here not like this you know 
she said, we made a lot of changes without firing shot. We got to find other ways of, to fight, you know. So just like that rapper said, is women and children supposed to be safe? Rest in peace, Tiana. Yeah, and I mean, it, but, but the social system is different. It's a different climate. You got to understand that some will embrace it, some won't. I mean, how would you feel if you had a bigger place and the government comes to you and say, hey, you know what? This family needs that place, so we need you to move out and take their house. And they're going to take your house because they've had a baby. They already have a kid. You have bigger space, and it's more adequate. We've already checked it out. But on another note, the government rides around, and they give you certain certain things. They drop a bag of rice, you know, from time to time as your staple to your meal. Cut some costs in that in that regard. They're not moving as fast as we are in the U.S. I mean, they got some advanced, technological advances now, but they're not moving as fast. Nobody or a lot of countries do not do business with them. So it's some things that we may take over there and they may ooh and ah because it's like you really taking a person to the future from Cuba in a certain certain degree when you're bringing them over here because they kind of start, kind of start, kind of living in the late 70s right now, you know, just the look of certain countries in the touristy areas, the old school cars that they still drive over there um, that are from the 50s and things like that, that picture that people have shared as they've had the opportunity to visit Cuba in more recent years where they opened up the doors to travel to Americans before they, sh- they closed it again. So, you know, ain't no hate. And if I'm wrong, hey, I don't mind learning from somebody if I if I if I misstate some miss have misstated something about the state of Cuba as it stands today. But it's been a good one, man. Revolution. We're gonna pop pop back next week. Keep y'all rolling with the recap shows, man. We hope y'all appreciating it. I know I'm appreciating it. You know what I'm saying? Getting a chance to uh speak on this show. You know, I don't want to put another show down, but this is this is one of the shows that I'm rocking with. I know it's three big popular shows out there uh, with themes that are that are pretty similar, but it's one that Top Chip Podcast chose to roll with, man. And uh, until next time, man, Coach T. Hey, let me just close with this, and I and I I echo all your comments. The one thing Teddy said caught me. Teddy, when he was asking Teddy for help, he was like, oh, your dad is the reason why you can't get no help. You know, your dad is snitching on people, this, this, and this. But then Teddy said, you know, hey, we can't see you no help. You know, it's going to be what it is. You know, just make sure you don't do this and that. You're going to be all right. So basically, like, you know, you break away. So it's going to be what it is here. And Teddy said, man, this was a night a white neighborhood. The National Guard would have done came, <laughs> you know, because of this, some of this stuff that's going on by the, by the crash unit, you know, and some of these FBI counterintelligent people, you know, and that's what the Black Panther was fighting, you know, all that trash. 
But then, you know, and I'm going to quote Asante Shakur, and I hope she's not right. She said, nobody in the world has ever gotten their freedom by appealing to the moral sense of the people who were oppressing them. So hopefully, man, the show like Snowfall, the show like the the season five, episode four, Revolutions, get some people to empathize, get people to see what blacks were going through in those times and continue to go through currently. And, man, hopefully wake some more people up. That's right, man. Dope, man, dope, man. I try to tell them. <laughs> I went hope floats, man. All right, y'all. Next time, man. Peace. We out. Revolution, episode four. We're going to slap it up. Enjoy it this weekend. Share, like. Go back, check out the other ones, man. We got them all up. We're going to do every show. Peace.